Hey guys, you're listening to the Marriage and Ministry Podcast, the podcast where we equip and encourage those who are married and those who are ministering together. Welcome to our very special first ever. I'm so excited about this. Q&A episode. Yeah, I love Q&A. Awesome. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Super exciting. I, on both ends. I love giving the questions and being on like a panel where you answer. Yeah. I think it's when fun. we go to conferences, whether it's a pastor's conference or a Bible conference, it's so encouraging to I have those always panels. always look forward to those. The, the Q&A most. panels. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're so real. And it's kind of like, oh, now we can get down to like the nitty gritty. We can ask questions of really kind of why we're here, you know, yeah. like. Um, it's applying the scripture. So we've learned all this great stuff, but now. You know, we've always say this, a lot is caught, not taught. So Mm -hmm. we've been taught it, but now we need to catch, how do we do this? You know, like flesh this out in real time, in a real marriage, in a real ministry scenario. And I mean, conferences are great. We get encouraged in God's word, you know, equipped in God's word and a time of refreshing with um, worship and prayer and seeing other people. Um, But when we go to conferences, most of the time we're, we're going with already like, thoughts and questions that we have and uh, maybe we're dealing with something in ministry and we just want to know how do we deal with this right yes. um and so when those q a panels um happen it's kind of like yes okay now we can like you know get down to the nitty-gritty and yeah, for um, sure. get some get some really just practical real help yes so every fifth episode so that would be this one our fifth episode every 10th episode it has to say episode five or ten because we're going to throw some bonus extra episodes in there right. that don't really count, but um, we will be doing a Q&A. So if you have a question, you can either go to our Instagram, which is marriage.ministry, very simple Instagram, and you can leave us a message of a question. Um, but also our email is podcast at gmail.com. I think for our pilot episode, we gave the wrong email. So yeah, I think so. whoever that is, they're getting tons of great questions probably. <laughs> but um, we'll get to your questions in a minute. But Jen, you're kind of tired right now, right? I am dragging today, yes. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> well, last night was a later night it's than your fault. we expected because <laughs> it's last night was a very, a very big holiday for nerds like me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, May the 4th. Yeah. That's May the 4th be with you. Star Wars Day, officially. Yes, Star Wars Day. So a friend of mine... I knew um, it was coming. <laughs> you knew it was coming, and we have never done this before, but we wanted to watch... All 11 movies all the way through from the very, very beginning Mm -hmm. to the very, very end. Well, you wanted to watch them. Yes. And so that will take about 24 hours. And we did not do that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So you're welcome. Praise God. (laughs) Um, But we did watch the three full newest um, movies, the three, the newest trilogy we watched through. So yeah, a friend of yours came over and you guys did that. And I thought that was really great. I thought that was really, I was happy that you were able to do that because you worked so hard just at being a husband and a dad and doing ministry that you don't really have a lot of just um, time to do stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It um, feels guilty to just <laughs> sit for eight hours and watch Star Wars movies. Well, I mean, that length of time, that's not normal. That's like, <laughs> you know, the first time you've ever done that. But you already struggle with that anyway. Um, yeah. You know, just having any downtime, you're like, oh, I shouldn't be having downtime. I should, I should be, be doing something, you know. Um, but no, I, I was... Like, really happy that you were able to do that. And ironically, I went fishing with the kids at the, at the lake yeah. um, behind our house, and I caught a fish. That's crazy. So, <laughs> that was, Aiden, that was dope. so did our, did Aiden cast the, um, the, well, I don't even know what I'm talking cast about. Cast the line? I no. should know this as a Floridian. <laughs> I'm clearly not the dad who's out fishing. I'm the one who's <laughs> buying the stuff for the kids and then no, watching Star fish, Wars. No, you fish, you fish. Um, 
Yeah, I wouldn't have caught it without without Aiden. I yeah. love my boy. Um, but no, he was like, Mom, you know, come over here to the side of the lake. They're biting, you know, cast out right there by the lily pads. And I did exactly what he told me to do. And I, as soon as I did it, I got a bite and I caught a fish. That's amazing. Yeah. And then he was so proud. He was so happy. And then he like made me hold it. And I freaked out, dropped the fish, you know. Oh, of course. I didn't want to hold it. Yeah. But I did want to hold it. It was like this internal well, conflict. We've been fishing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've been fishing a lot in the last like week. Quarantine. <laughs> yeah. We are over the quarantine. We are so ready to get out that we are going to just fish. Well, I in enjoy. The I, I've enjoyed this downtime. But um, yeah, I'm I'm ready to go, you yeah. know, be around people yeah. a little bit more. Well, hopefully you aren't dragging too much because we're going to get right into the, the questions, which okay. is going to be awesome. We got this. I'm excited. So, guys, thank you for the questions you sent. And we got we got tens of thousands of questions. Um, <laughs> and so thank you for that. The millions are just flooding in. <laughs> we want to we want to um, do our best to answer these questions. Not too quickly. Uh, we don't want we're not going to be able to get through all of them, but we will save the ones we didn't get to today for our 10th episode. For our yeah, next it'll have Q&A. to be probably the next three Q&As to get through all these. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. All right, so I guess the format, we're going to completely randomly select a question. Mm-hmm. You ask it, and I'll have a chance to respond first, and then you can answer as well. Yeah. And then I'll take the paper and ask the next question to you, okay. and we'll kind of go through them real randomly. We're not even going to do it thematically, just totally randomly. Okay. All right, sound good? Yeah. So why don't you go first? We ready? We're ready. Let's okay. do this. Let's do it. Here Q&A. We go. Okay, let's do the first question. All right. So the first question, how do you organize your ministry time so that it doesn't interfere with spouse slash family time? Oh, okay. Yeah. Good question. Um, This is something that we have to do intentionally. Mm -hmm. So every week, you know, Sunday's the first day of the week. So after church is over, we'll come home and usually in the evening, usually in the afternoon and evening. Yeah. Yeah. And Jen and I do a sync meeting. So we look at our calendars, we pull them up on our phone. Sometimes we have paper calendars Mm -hmm. and we will kind of map out the week. So yeah, we sync our family kind of calendar with ministry calendar. So I'll say, Hey, we're having, you know, this and this going on this week with the family and the kids, or maybe it's dinner with the family or something like that. Yeah. And then you'll say, okay, well, these are the things that I have to do, you know, ministry wise. And we'll try to sync those together and look at it so yeah. we know what's ahead and you've always done a good job of kind of looking over the calendar and saying hey we're doing a lot of things out this week with the church or with the kids so you know we need to take this extra day and time to put our phones away and just spend time with the kids right hang know? at the house yeah. so yeah i think intentionality up front is important there's still those emergencies but if you if you schedule into your week those open moments of counseling. And that's what I do. I have Thursday afternoon where my administrative assistant. Yeah, you have a really cool schedule, actually. Like, I love your schedule, by the way. You you did this quite a few years ago. And when you changed your schedule, we felt it as a family. Really? Absolutely, yes. Where you have, like, Monday's your study day, Tuesday's this day, Wednesday, you know, admin day, Wednesday's this day, Thursday's your, you know, your counseling day. Um, Now, not everything fits perfectly into those boxes for you. But man, it gives you a really great structure and foundation to kind of work work off yeah. of, you know. And we have felt that as as your family. So do you want to share maybe what those days are? Yeah. I mean, so Sunday is a work day for me. Sunday's not a day off. So I'm going to do my all the morning and into the early afternoon is reserved for ministry. So if someone needs that quick conversation, like, hey, pastor, can we get together this week? I'm going to say, why don't we get together Sunday? We're already there together. Right. So Sunday is going to be a lot of touch point face to face and actual ministry. 
Um, but it's also the week planning, right? Planning out the week. Mm-hmm. Monday, Monday and part of Tuesday and even part of Wednesday is sermon prep. So Monday is carving out the big chunk of the sermon, getting all of, for me personally, I do all of the kind of the adding to the sermon. It's like, you know, it's not a painting. It's more of a sculpture. So I'm doing all of that on Monday. Yeah. Do admin stuff on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I'm communicating. We're having an admin meeting Tuesday morning. Um, I'm refining the sermon on Tuesday afternoon and trimming a lot of stuff out. I have mm-hmm. two files. You have the main sermon file and the extra file. And I'm telling you, just even with your sermon prep, yeah. you know, starting and doing Monday, Tuesday, we've already, like, just with that alone, yeah. have felt the reprieve as your family because you're not stressing out, yeah. you know, Friday night into Saturday. And that's right. kind of like, you know, that's really kind of when we want to spend time together as a family because yeah. there's no school, you know, it's, right. it's the weekend. Yeah. So like Wednesday, I'm going to now with the coronavirus, it's different. But Wednesday, typically, I'm going to meet with some of our staff. We're going to have, you know, I'm going to have lunch with different men. We have our elders that kind of get together. And then Thursday is completely the morning is weekend prep. Make sure everything's ready for the weekend, our setup team, our worship team. And then Thursday afternoon is totally open for counseling. And mm-hmm. sometimes I don't have counseling. So I'm going to work on developing the church in a bigger way, our bylaws or, you know, right. Or meet with stuff. other people that, you know, pops up throughout the week or yeah. whatever. And, but that, that time is scheduled. And then Friday, we have some side, you know, Bivo stuff we do. And then Saturday, Friday night, Saturdays are actual day off that we spent together. So yeah. I would just say be intentional and and get your hardest job done early in the week, which is for most of us sermon prep. Yeah. And I think that's the key word is intentionality right there. Um, and then when things do pop up and they require like an evening or something like that, um, you know, it's, it's a lot easier for maybe you to be gone because, you know, generally speaking, we kind of have a steady calendar of, you know, trying to reserve reserve that time in the evening for family. Yeah, for sure. All right, good. Well, here is another question. Um, Jen, why don't you answer this? This is actually really good for you. How Speaking about balance, how did you balance young children and mm. babies with full-time ministry? That is such a good question. <laughs> I think uh, it's hard um, when you're really involved as a pastor's wife um, to find that balance. And yeah. I basically would just kind of use our kids as my thermometer almost. Yeah. Um, I would do as much ministry as they would allow me to do. Yeah. Um, we've always had our kids right there on our hips doing ministry with us. Um, and we've just loved that approach. Um, but sometimes they, they're tired, you know, and they, they don't want to go to three events in a week or whatever. So um, I just really kind of use them as a little bit of a gauge sometimes. Um, some weeks we don't have a lot of ministry stuff going on. Other weeks we we do. Some yeah. weeks the kids are having great weeks and uh, everything's kind of easy on the home front. Other weeks things are not so good on the home front. The kids are having meltdowns or whatever. Um, so I would just kind of gauge it upon them and remind myself that there's always ministry to be done. But my kids are only young and at this, you know, whatever stage it was one time, you know, and eventually they'll be out of the home. And um, so I I just try to remind myself of that because I love doing ministry with you and, you know, serving God's people and serving the church. Um, So I've had to oftentimes kind of tape, like force myself to taper back a little bit going, no, my family is the priority. The kids are the priority. Um, And every stage is different you know when they're young and babies 
um, to verse, versus when they're maybe in elementary school and then now ours are in middle and high school, each stage brings a different answer to that question. Yeah. Um, and so I would really just encourage you, like know your children, have great communication with your spouse and remind you that your children are first Yeah. and they are the priority. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's not that one parent uh, like both parents are active in raising your kids. So it's not like, well, dad works in ministry and mom takes care of the kids. No right. matter how old they are, there's certain <clears throat> levels of help that I can give you, right? I mm-hmm. can't necessarily feed the kids when they're young enough to breastfeed. I can't right. really help with that. Right. But I can definitely wake up early if they're needing you know, <clears throat> some, maybe they're a little bit older than that and they're a toddler, they need some fun time in the morning, active time, I can take them and let you sleep in. So right. there's things I can do to contribute. But I think, you know, Wayne Cadero talks about this idea of balance where we have the... Um, you know, the balance beam and we have ministry on one side and we have family on the other. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, we finally got it balanced. Nobody move. Don't breathe. <laughs> That's not realistic, right? I mean, things are constantly moving. Oh, constantly moving. And we've, we've done that for years where we're like, okay, let's come back to the pendulum. You right. Know what it's I mean? the law like, of the fulcrum. The fulcrum moves to the spot on the beam that is most needed and right. you focus your attention for that little season, like we really got to focus on the family for this week or the next few days. Now we can swing the the fulcrum back to the other side and balance it out a little bit. Yeah. And as a wife, I need to have grace on you with that. So if you've given us really just a lot of time and you've put kind of ministry aside to help me out at home, maybe it's been a crazy week or whatever, um, and things kind of maybe piled up or they're busier for you next week, I need to have grace and say, you know what, like he he needs to do this at night, you know, chill out. Like, don't don't worry about it. Yeah, it's Easter week. <laughs> I'm gonna have a, a lot of well, stuff going on yeah. on Easter week, you know. So there's oh, there's understanding for that. Or hey, mm-hmm. it's a different season. It's summer, so we're gonna relax some of our you know bedtimes, and we're gonna relax some of our yeah. rules in the house. And be encouraged because it's not forever. You know, whatever um, season you're in with your with your children, it's not forever. So maybe at the baby season, you have to stay home a little bit more, but that's not forever. Um, You know, and it it just changes. It changes all the time. And now our kids are older. Um, so we can leave them at home and we can, you it's know, do things together. Best but day ever. If they voice to us like, hey, mom, you know, we'd really like for you to stay home. You know, can you not go to that? You, you know, maybe you've been out a lot this week or something. I'm going to heed that. I'm yeah. going to listen to that and go, that's I, my signal. I'm staying home. Not that my children are my idol. Yeah. Right. Um, but they are my priority. Yeah. No, I love that answer. Like only do as much ministry as your kids allow you to, but mm-hmm. we it, maybe someone's in a situation where their kids are overly needy. Maybe there's some mm-hmm. um, psychological issues, um, emotional sure. issues, behavioral issues. Yeah. There's other resources out there to help you, but in general, right. we're going to gauge our involvement and right. the craziness of our schedules and make sure we can minister effectively right. with our kids still submitting to us the way that the elder representative, you know, text right. in first Timothy <clears throat> three and Titus one describe your exactly. kids should submit to you as leaders exactly. Exactly. So, and I think everybody's situation is different. Some people have grandparents that are around to help maybe watch the kids so that I could go to a, a, a prayer meeting. Some aren't. So in that case, I, I wouldn't go to the prayer meeting and that's okay. Your family comes first, yeah. um, you know, and then hopefully, right. Our goal as parents should be that our, our children will raise up and um, love the Lord and serve the Lord and yeah. be able to reflect back on um, their childhood is a, a blessing, not, oh, mom and dad were always gone doing ministry or whatever. So yeah, yeah your first disciples right. are your children. Mm-hmm. And that that kind of changes everything. I'm yeah. here to make disciples. 
the ones watching me closest mm-hmm. are, is my wife, you know, and my children. Mm-hmm. So am I discipling my kids? Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. We have time for another question. Oh yeah. We're good. Okay, here we go. Um, is it unbiblical to separate temporarily mm. for the point of restoration and healing, not for the end result to be divorce? Okay, is it biblical to separate temporarily? No, is it unbiblical, unbiblical. to separate temporarily? Okay, uh, for the the sake of restoration and healing. Yeah, um, so that's a that's a good good question. Um, there's a lot of different, you know, it's a loaded question in the mm-hmm. sense that there's a lot of different scenarios out there. Right. Um, I would say that if there's sin and you're in a situation where you are being um, in a danger in a place of danger, mm-hmm. so if there's drug abuse. If there's physical, physical abuse, sexual abuse, right. emotional, emotional mm-hmm. abuse is, is harder to define, mm-hmm. you know, um, but if you're in a situation where you're, you're being threatened or harmed, mm-hmm. then I think you absolutely have to go to the, the correct authorities. You have to at least start with the governmental authorities, you know, um, and, and also your church authorities, right. the, the spiritual authorities, go to your leadership in the church and say, this is the scenario that I find myself in. Right. And so we can answer this question, but we would encourage you to go to your leadership in your church and yeah. sit with them and, um, you know, explain to them what's going on and get counsel from them. Yeah. Um, or, you know, I would, uh, to add to your, your answer, um, if it's a biblical ground for divorce, we're talking adultery, right. Yeah. Um, then, then Yeah. Um, I mean, first Corinthians seven says that, you know, while you're fasting, you should kind of like separate a little bit sexually, like that there is a time for that. And, but then you come back together, lest mm-hmm, you be tempted. Mm-hmm. So there's a biblical provision, you know, to answer the question, it's not unbiblical to separate sexually for a time. That's not what she's asking or he's asking. Right. They're asking, you know, if I were to be in a scenario where, man, I need to get away from my husband or my wife we need to be separated in separate homes. Mm-hmm. If there's a scenario where this is where the end result is restoration, right? And and this husband or this wife needs to see the severity of their sin, like that is biblical in the church. If you said, "Hey, I'm a Christian, but I'm walking in unrepentant sin," and your leadership come around you, mm-hmm. there is grounds to say you're acting outside of the scope of Christianity, and you need to be put outside of the church body to realize how significant that is. Mm-hmm. So I would say if the end result really is the restoration of your marriage, right. not just I'm sick of he or she, and I just need a break from them, and mm-hmm. I want to get them out of the house because it's just drama, mm-hmm. that would not be the right scenario. I would say if it's to to have that person see their brokenness and their need to repent and there's people involved in that restoration then maybe you know pray through that but again go to your church leadership yeah and it's the holy spirit right he's the holy spirit is the one to bring about that conviction um on that sin but i would definitely make sure that uh, you both are communicating and you both are okay uh, with that decision if one of you is not okay with that decision um and that that's when i would probably encourage you to kind of like just stop wait continue to pray um and go to your go to your church uh, leadership for sure with that yeah okay so these last two questions are from two different people but they're kind of similar so we'll kind of do part a and part b all right um the first one is do you recommend counseling an individual together Mm. or only couples Mm. and then the part b is what are some boundaries for your spouse with the opposite sex okay Okay, so, All right, so which would part you, are we going to answer first? Do you recommend counseling an individual together or only couples? Only couples. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't think there's wisdom in that. Yeah. Um, you know, 
I, I just don't think there's wisdom in any guy girl alone interaction. Right. I, I would just say there is no reason mm-hmm. for me to be alone with a woman doing counseling of any sort. Mm-hmm. There's never a time that that is okay, that that's appropriate, that I would not include you first right out of the gate mm-hmm. and just say, oh, thanks for wanting to meet with me. You know, initially, let's say she comes up Sunday. Please, I need to meet with you. I've got a crisis. Okay, mm-hmm. great. Um, you know, can we talk about it right now? We're in public right here. Right. Um, no, I can't. I, I need to meet with you privately. Okay, well, great. I'm going to see when Jen's available. Right. Right. And let's say you're not available. Well, then I'm not going to meet with that person without another elder, sure. another male church leader alongside me. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'm going to try to find a woman in our church who could do that one-on-one counseling right, with her. Right. Right. Exactly. So maybe you could just meet with her initially. Maybe we then we need to include pastoral leadership in that counseling but that's where it's so helpful to have other qualified counselors within the church and we do you know we're continuing to grow that ministry Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah i would say definitely not there really is no reason to you know individually counsel someone of the opposite sex yeah there's just not wisdom in that cool all right how about that second question what are some boundaries which is kind of a you know the same kind of question what are some boundaries for your spouse with the opposite sex. Yeah, and that's great. I, I love this question because I think um, a lot more marriages need to have this discussion yeah, they together. they don't talk about it. Yeah, and I don't think they um, realize maybe the potential danger um, that that could lead to one okay, day. Like what? Like what? Are, if we never have the conversation yeah. about boundaries, what could happen? And of course, we're thinking worst case scenario. Sure. But what are some of the just the basic things that could happen? Well, I think I know I love you and I trust you, but I don't necessarily know or trust just any women that we don't know, right? right? And so they might have ill intent. Um, you might miscommunicate something to them. Sure. Um, you know, so it's just, it's just a dangerous road to go down. It's just not a lot of wisdom in that, not a lot of protection in that. Yeah. But if we have those discussions as take away your, your pastor title, right? Just as a husband and a wife, if we have that discussion of, okay, what, what are we comfortable with here? What are some really godly, biblical, healthy standards and boundaries that we can have in our relationship? Yeah. And that's going to protect us from so many things like just the gray lines, right? Um, what to do if we're caught off guard, you know? Sure. Um, like I was working as a nurse and another uh, nurse, you know, just said, hey, you want to go grab lunch together? And he was a male nurse. And I knew how to respond in that moment. Because we'd had the conversation, what are our standards? What are we not comfortable with? Yes. What's not really wise, right? Yeah. Um, and so I was able to really just answer him right away and say, you know what, I'm going to take my lunch another time, but thanks, yeah. right? And maybe if we hadn't had that conversation, I would have been caught off guard. I didn't want to be rude. And I would have said, sure. And then I would have found myself <laughs> awkwardly sitting with another guy, yeah. you know, um, having lunch in a cafeteria. So I think it just even prevents a lot of potential things oh, sure. and a lot of dis disconnect between the husband and the wife sure right yeah, something I'm, that could have it may have been really innocent now the husband and wife are fighting about yeah absolutely yeah and that's i love what you said like we we can we mostly trust one another right mm, yeah. and, and that's what marriage is is ultimately built on the foundation of christ as mm-hmm. we talked about in a recent episode um but we have to have the foundation of trust in right. our marriage so we do trust one another but who are these other people that right. we don't know Right. And they may have ill intent. So I think having that conversation, like we're not going to have lunch. We're not going to have meals alone with another 
um, you know, the member of the opposite sex. We're not going to ride in the car with them. Right. We're not going to even, I mean, and again, have these conversations. But for us personally, there's no reason for me to be texting another woman mm-hmm. unless there's a ministry question that we're map, mapping out. You know, she's an administrator. She's sure. a ministry overseer. And I'm asking her, is coffee going to be available Sunday? Right. Sure. If, if the texts start going and it could even be like, how have you guys been lately? You and your husband. You know, but if it starts getting into all this extra curricular, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's where, you know, we have to just have that conversation. That's outside of the boundaries of our marriage. Right. And there's going to be mistakes and there's going to be, you know, um, things but, that happen. There's grace. But there's grace and forgiveness. And at the end of the day, we trust the Lord ultimately. But yeah, I just don't think it's a real safeguard. And we have to remember we're in a spiritual battle. Yeah. And, you know, the enemy is seeking to devour and destroy. Right. Yeah. Um, and so... Man, even the most godly men and women that I've known have fallen into sin in that area um, because they haven't had safeguards and haven't applied wisdom um, in certain situations. And so just remember even remembering even that like, hey, you know what? I know you would never I would never. Um, but because we love each other, because we know we have an enemy, even yeah. it's worth discussing what those boundaries are going to be. Yeah. And I mean, 20 years of marriage, over 20 years of ministry. And I can say many, many times we have fallen into those boundaries and the standards that we've talked about yeah. and man, have they been I just, um, just a real jewel. Well, you know, and we look in Genesis at Joseph, Joseph had purposed in his heart and you know, ahead of time. And we look at the guys in, um, the, uh, book of Daniel and the three young men had purposed in their heart right. ahead of time not to yep. defile themselves. Right? right. So Joseph has that moment where he's with this woman who's attractive and she's thrown herself at him right. and he runs out, you know, <laughs> just runs out with, without his robe mm-hmm. uh, to get away from her. He had already purposed in his heart what he would do. I've already right. in my mind thought if a woman tries something like that, I've got a window in my office and it's going to hurt really bad, but I will smash through the bookshelf and I will jump out and scream. So I've already yeah. prepared myself and, and, you know, plan that out. And so right. I think having that conversation is so important and you guys may not land on the same page. So right. that's going to take some grace to navigate through. Maybe you're thinking, oh man, he is being way too strict with me about this. We'll have grace on him. You know, maybe the Lord will change his heart. You or know. way too loose. Maybe yeah. you think there should be standards and he doesn't. And yeah. he's like, that's ridiculous. I would never. Right. Um, but what's important to you is important to me, right? Yeah. Um, and yes. so in order to get on the same page, we've said this, right? You have to create the page. Create the page. And so sit down and, and have just those open, honest conversations. You know, it yeah. may not be a big deal to you, but it makes me uncomfortable. Right. You know? And I'm to love you according to knowledge, First mm-hmm. um, Peter says. So I'm to love you with an a knowledge of what you, you know, how you need to be loved, Gnosis. how you need to be understood. Yeah. So I have to get to know you. I have to, I have to study you <laughs> and then love you the way right. that you need to be loved. So right. if it's important to you, it's now important to me. And I, that's such a great point. Yeah. And our marriages are important. And whether we're on staff in ministry um, or not, we're all still ministers, right? Yeah. Um, and so we need to do whatever we can to uh, just strengthen our relationships and um, try to implement wisdom to protect ourselves from yeah. from the enemy uh, that wants to take us all out, you yeah. know, Satan hates golly marriages, and he he will do whatever it takes yeah. um, in this the slyest uh, of ways sometimes to destroy that. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I said that was the last, but there's one more fun question. Okay. Uh, this person says, help, my wife doesn't listen to podcasts. So <laughs> what would you say if, you know, this is the marriage and ministry, so we're encouraging couples to listen together. Yeah. And what do you do if someone's wife doesn't want to listen? Well, I mean... Just like sneak it in the shower when they're showering, just turn their phone on and start playing it? Or? Well, you should answer... You yeah. should answer. It's obviously a husband saying that about yeah. his wife. So what would you do if, you know, I didn't want to listen? I, would say, I mean, I think most wives would be like, if their husbands came home and said, babe, I've listened to this podcast. It's really life-giving. It's amazing. I'm going to give it a five-star review, hint, hint, on iTunes. Um, and, and just like, I've learned and grown so much. Um, I want us to listen to this together. This this is investing in our marriage. I'd be really surprised if any wife is like, yeah, I'm not really interested in right. building up our marriage. Right. <laughs> no thanks. I'm maybe, good. <laughs> maybe like, hey, let's have a special quiet time on Saturday this week. And every Saturday, why don't we listen to the Marriage and Ministry podcast? Right. Uh, you know, I don't know. Or listen to it on your own and then come back and we can kind of talk about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if maybe she doesn't have time. She's super busy or whatever. Maybe the husband can listen to it and then just kind of share what he he heard yeah. and um, and say, what do you think about that? And maybe just talk about it over dinner or something like that. Yeah, it's good. But awesome. Well, we do thank all of our listeners. Questions. I yes. love it. Thank you guys for listening to the Marriage and Ministry podcast. Um, we want to continue to equip and encourage marriages. Um, episode six coming up is going to be a very encouraging episode to really motivate and encourage any of you who feel like giving up in ministry. So it'll be kind of a, a special episode called Don't Quit. And so we just want to continue to help equip you for endurance. Um, and we say at the end of every podcast, stay married and stay in ministry. And there's a reason for that, because you're needed in the kingdom of heaven. We want you to be using your gifts uh, to glorify Christ and to really be effective in your marriage. So right. that's what this podcast is for. Um, so guys, thank you for your questions. We have so many more that we didn't get to, but we will try to get to those in future um, episodes. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. All right, well, until next time, stay married. And in ministry. Peace.